Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here with our bishop, and also we have a bunch of special guests, which we'll have introduced in just a moment. Before we do, uh, could we begin in prayer, Bishop? Yes. Why don't we pray the Angelus together? Great. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. On this episode, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of Truth in Charity and the 35th anniversary of Bishop Rhodes' priestly ordination. To help us mark the occasion, there are a few special guests in the studio, ranging from second grade through college, all ready to share their questions with Bishop Rhodes. If you have a question for a future show, submit it at RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. Welcome to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I am Kyle Hyman, and we are here with our bishop. And because this is kind of a special date, we brought some special guests here. This is actually almost exactly one year ago today, on July 12th, 2017, we did our first Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. So it's our one-year anniversary of the show. Also, Monday the 9th was your 35th anniversary of your priestly ordination. So congratulations. Thank you, Kyle. And so to celebrate, we brought some friends. <laughs> Sebastian, you're already getting the marshmallows out. So we asked you to to introduce yourself and then also to bring a snack or a treat with you. So Sebastian, do you want to go ahead? And since you're so antsy to, to share your treat with everybody, hop up here on the stool and say your name, what grade you're going into, uh, what school, and what snack or treat you brought. I'm Sebastian James Hyman. I go to St. Joe. Indicator. Indicator. Um, what grade are you going in? Second grade. And what did you bring? I brought marshmallows and uh, popcorn. Uh, a whole mix of things, right? Yes, a whole mix of <laughs> chewies and stuff. Uh-huh. Are you going to share, Sebastian? Yes, I am. Oh, you're a good, you're a good Christian. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so going into the second grade, so you'll be making your first, first communion. communion and first confession mm-hmm. this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So I think he's got some questions about that coming up later. What a great year to prepare, Sebastian. Good to see you. I remember meeting you when I visited your school a few months ago. I think it was in January, and I think I went to the first grade class, didn't I? Didn't I see you? Mm -hmm. We met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great school. Do you like school? Yes, I do. Good. All right. Here, come on up. Um, I'm Ellen Rady. I'm in eighth grade, and I go to Our Lady of Good Hope School in Fort Wayne, and I brought olives, cheese, and crackers. Now, is that your favorite, or did you just bring it because it's Bishop's favorite? Um, I just bought it for Bishop. <laughs> Alan, I didn't know that was from you, and I just devoured the whole plate. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, black olives and feta cheese. You know, I'm part Greek. I love that, that it, stuff. It didn't even make it to the prayer time. No, no, but I, I, thank, I thank Jesus first. But, but yeah, Ellen, thank you so much. And you're going to eighth grade, so you'll be preparing for confirmation this year. Yes. Very good. Of course, I know your dad very well. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, he's very active in our St. Thomas More Society. And your dad knows so much about St. Thomas More. He's my St. Thomas More expert in the diocese. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. And Bryn? Um, I'm Bryn Benzing. I will be a sophomore in the fall at Bishop Dwanger High School in Fort Wayne. And today, I brought the sourest candy I could find for the bishop to try. <laughs> Thanks, Bryn. You're welcome. Do you like sour foods? I do. Yeah? I do, yeah. And, and Bryn, you're at Bishop Dwenger. I see you're wearing a yeah. Bishop Dwenger yeah. uh, tennis shirt. Do you yep. play tennis? Yes, this is my first year playing tennis at Dwenger, but altogether, I've played for five years. So. Oh, okay. How did, how did your team do? We did good. I mean, we got third in SAC. We would have liked to have won sectionals, but we didn't. But it was uh -huh. okay. So. Yeah. Important thing is that you have fun. Yeah. I love tennis, but I haven't had time to play much yeah. uh, as bishop. But, you know, I'd like to get back into it. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you doing for the summer? Do you have a summer job or you're just... Uh, well, I'm in driver's ed, so oh. I have to go take my written test for my permit after this. Oh, good. So an wow. extra blessing would be very nice. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Yeah, don't be who's, nervous. Who's the patron saint of car drivers? I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. We'll have to look it up. Okay. We'll do a Google search. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck By with the end of the show. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. All right. And Jacob? Hi, I'm Jacob Schmitz. Uh, I'm a sophomore at Trine University in Angola, Indiana. Uh, yeah, Angola. <laughs> um, okay. And I'm studying uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. You know, and I know, I've known you for a while, Jake. Of course, I know your mom, who works at Redeemer Radio. So it's great to have you in here. How do you like college? I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially mechanical engineering. Love the math, love the science. So it's been ah, going really well. <laughs> good. And, and there's Catholic Campus Ministry up there at Trine at, at St. Anthony's Parish, right? Yeah, the parish is right across the street, and we have a Newman group as well. So... Okay, good, good. That's a very good parish. I remember I dedicated their new church some years ago, and it's it's ideal that it's so close. You can probably just walk over from school, right? Yeah, it's it right makes it really convenient, real close to the dorms. So. Yeah, I have to go up and have mass for the students again. Uh, I did that a couple years ago. So, Well, thanks for coming in. What are you doing this summer, Jacob? Uh, I have an internship in Bern, Indiana. So, uh, yeah, it's more industrial engineering, but engineering nonetheless. So. 
Okay, burn. I've been down there. I went down there once. They have a festival in the summer, like a Swiss festival. Swiss days, yeah. yeah. Swiss days. Yep. Have you been to that? Is that uh, taken place yet? Uh, it, it has not this summer, but I have been in previous years. So. Okay. Yep. Well, enjoy it. What snack or treat did you bring? Um, I brought Cliff bars. Okay. Uh, so they t- taste is probably subpar, but like they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they're really filling, which is it comes in handy in college. Like you need a quick snack and something to fill you up. So Cliff bars are great. Great. Good. Thanks for bringing those. This is going to be a good lunch today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have. Not just snacks, not just guests, but uh, also they've come with some questions, and maybe, Bishop, you have some questions of your own for them. Since we have a range from second grade up to college age, we've just got a a cornucopia of perspectives and and, uh, just to celebrate this one-year anniversary as as well as your 35-year anniversary of being a priest. Yeah, this is great. I, I enjoy having the young people here, and I'll be happy to hear their questions and maybe... You know, I'd like to learn more about these four young people, too. So I might ask them some questions. Sounds good. All right. Well, we've got all of that coming up. Questions from the young people. um, A few surprises that we have at the end. And all that is coming up right here on Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here with several guests. We've got uh, four different people from... Second grade to college age, everybody's brought a little snack with them to share, and you already went through the olives and cheese and crackers, but a new plate has been replenished here for you. My goodness. So we're all set to go. Did you want to try anything? Did you want to try some more olives, or do you want to try something sour? Or a... I'll, I'll have another olive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always up for more olives. All right. Well, I know they have some questions. You might have some questions as well, Bishop, but... Maybe, I think our first one up, uh, Ellen, do you have a question that you wanted to ask? Um, Since I'll be receiving the Sacrament of Confirmation next school year, can you describe the purpose of confirmation? That's a great question. You know, I think the best way to think about confirmation and its purpose is to think about the first confirmation, Pentecost. Hmm. So we can ask, well, what was the purpose for the Holy Spirit coming down upon the apostles. It was to give them strength and courage to spread the gospel, to go out to the world and spread the good news. Because, you know, they were kind of weak. They were afraid when Jesus was arrested and they ran away, most of them, except for St. John. But they had a mission that Jesus gave them to go out into the world, to spread his love, to spread the truth of the gospel. So they needed grace to do that. They needed special grace. And that's what the Holy Spirit gave them. Because you can notice when you read the Acts of the Apostles how they were transformed. Because after they received the Holy Spirit, they weren't afraid anymore. They went out and they spread the gospel. They baptized They built up the church, and the church spread throughout that whole region. And they were even willing to die for Christ. You know, that was only because they had the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's what happens in the sacrament of confirmation. And Ellen, when when you're confirmed, I will anoint you with the sacred chrism, and I'll, I'll say be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So this is something permanent. 
that the Holy Spirit will always be with you with his gifts, giving you the help you need to be a good and faithful disciple of Jesus so that you can live your faith with conviction. So that's the purpose, and I look forward to confirming you. Have you chosen a, a confirmation name yet? Um, I'm deciding between St. Mother Teresa and St. Cecilia. Oh, wow. Both great saints. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, a modern-day saint, and and St. Cecilia, who, as you know, was a martyr. You must like music. Yeah. Because she's the patron saint of music. Well, you can't go wrong with either of them. So, yeah, you can pray about it. And and uh, have you read their lives, or you're still going to do some more research? I still am going to do more research. Yeah, and then I think it'll become clear to you which you want to choose. Yeah. yeah, very good. All right. And Bryn has a question. Um, who did you choose for your confirmation saint and why? Oh, I chose St. John the Apostle. And um, I was in seventh grade when I was confirmed. You know, that's when I first started to think that God might be calling me to the priesthood. But from what I remember, I was attracted to St. John because he was the beloved disciple. And I think at that age, I realized, okay, he was the one who was like the closest friend of Jesus among all the apostles. He was next to him at the Last Supper, and he was the only one who was there at the foot of the cross. And that really impressed me. That's why I chose him. But even since then, you know, I love John's gospel and his letters, and he wrote the book of Revelation. So I think also, but that wasn't, a, I wasn't really that conscious of that when I was in seventh grade. But since then, I thought, wow, I'm glad I have John as my patron because his gospel is so theologically rich, really very, very deep. And of course, the book of Revelation, too. Who did you have as your confirmation name, Brent? Um, I had St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Oh, okay. I, that's great. First American-born saint. Why did you choose her? Uh, well, she's the patron saint of teachers, and back in eighth grade, I really thought about being like a teacher, uh -huh. but then I did vacation Bible school this year, and that, that I don't want to be a teacher anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have another career in mind? Uh, yeah, I... I'm pretty sure now that I think God's calling me to be a doctor, so, wow. yeah. Wow, so you got to work hard. Yeah. Do you like science? Yes. Science Biology and chemistry and everything? Yep. Okay, good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, and Jacob, our college student here, has questions. So Newman Groups are an uh, important tool for uh, myself and a lot of other college students, so I was just wondering what you thought uh, some good qualities of a Newman Group were. Jacob, that's a really good question because that's been one of my priorities since I became bishop here is trying to beef up our Catholic campus ministry and the Newman, Newman clubs because we had some colleges in the diocese that there wasn't even anything going on for Catholic students. Um, so we've really worked hard at that. So now we have things going on. But I, I think there's different things. Um, you can go some places and it's basically just a social group. I think the social part is important to have activities that build community, but it has to be much more than that. So I would say, yes, they should have a social component, but they should also have a prayer or spiritual component and a intellectual component where there's 
further formation in the faith and education in the faith. So the ideal Newman Club, in my opinion, is has all this as a balance so that they have activities where the students are not only praying together, but also learning how to pray. The various traditions that the church has of prayer, like meditating with the Holy Scriptures or praying the rosary, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. I think a Newman Club should have those kinds of spiritual activities helping the uh, college students to deepen their relationship with Christ. And then I think there's the intellectual dimension. I mean, here they are in college and they're growing, you're growing in your knowledge of mechanical engineering and, and all the other subjects you're studying. Well, one should also be growing during college in knowledge of the faith. Now, some who aren't at Catholic colleges like yourself, there may not be opportunities to take good theology courses. So I think that's where Newman Club should have some, some educational opportunities where you can delve more deeply into different aspects of the faith, mysteries of the faith, especially things that might be on your mind, what, what are on the minds of young adults. So I would say all of those. And then the fourth area also that I always encourage is to have some service, that not to just be a self-enclosed group. So even though you're getting together for socials, getting together for prayer or for theological enrichment, but also how are you giving of yourselves to others? Because that's integral to our faith, that we're not to be just self-centered. We're to reach out, especially to the poor and the needy. So I encourage Newman Clubs to do things, to do some activities to help the sick or the suffering, the disabled, the poor of the community, and then to be committed to it. Uh, so it's really those four areas. Um, you know, you need good leadership and you need a good core group to plan these kinds of things. And then from on the diocesan level, we try to assist. Sometimes there's a priest chaplain or a priest that's somewhat involved or maybe very involved. But we also need the, the college students themselves to um, assume leadership in the group. I think that's really important too. Then we have different formation things. There's some good national programs like Focus where we can send the campus ministry or the Newman Club leaders to these different events where they can learn from others who are in that kind of ministry or from other uh, college students who are leaders at their respective universities. So thank you for that question. And I know Sebastian is getting really excited to ask his question, but could you maybe briefly explain where the title Newman Club comes from? Cardinal Newman. Cardinal Newman in England, he, uh, he wrote the, the work, Ide- The Idea of a University. So he's kind of a hero for uh, Catholic intellectual life, but also the meaning of, of, of a university. So, yeah, he's kind of like the patron saint, and that's why we name these organizations after him. Okay. All right. And Sebastian, go ahead with your question. What is the largest class you have ever had for First Communion? The largest class I ever had for First Communion. Well, I usually celebrate confirmations. And and those classes, I think the largest was about 150. Hmm. So that was a lot to confirm. But as far as First Communions, 
as bishop, I don't get the opportunity. But when I was a priest, I was a pastor of a parish, and we would have on the average probably about 50 children getting their first communion every year, maybe 60. Yeah, that was always such a great occasion. So do you have another question about that? Okay, good. What have you been doing over the summer? Oh, thanks, Sebastian. You know, I've been working so far. I didn't have a vacation yet, but I will be having a vacation soon. I'm going to Africa, but I'm going there to ordain, oh, I think a dozen new priests in Nigeria. Wow. And after having the ordination, and I've never been to Nigeria before, that's in West Africa, then I'm going to meet some friends of mine in Italy. I'm going to go back to Rome, where I had studied, and I have some good friends there that I haven't seen in a number of years, and we're going to uh, spend a week together. So I'm really excited about that. And I hope to go to the beach, to go swimming, and um, really excited about that. What are you doing? Are you going on vacation this summer? Yep, we're going to the East Coast. Oh, you're going to the East Coast. Are you yeah. going to the, go swimming in the Atlantic Ocean? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's what I always did. We always went to the beach when I was growing up. Somewhere in New Jersey or Maryland or even Virginia or North or South Carolina. We were just in Virginia. Oh, were you? Where did you go? <clears throat> Virginia Beach. Oh, I've no, been there. No, we haven't been there yet. We're talking about going there. <laughs> okay. What? So I have another question. What uh, we'll, do we'll we'll save that for in a little bit? Okay. That was good. All right. Well, if you have questions for Bishop, you can ask them by going to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. You can call or text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. And coming up, Bishop will answer more questions from our young people right here on Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I am Kyle Hyman, and we have a special episode today. We're joined by several young people, ranging from going into the second grade to some, we have a college student as well, all the way, and everything in between. So, we've been asking questions of Bishop on this anniversary episode, and our next question comes from Bryn. Who influenced your decision most to become a priest? Bryn, you know, that's, I kept it pretty quiet. But I think the, the one person, when I was in uh, elementary school, my grandmother lived with us, my mother's mother. And she was really holy. She had bad arthritis, so she couldn't walk much. But she would pray all throughout the day. She'd pray novenas and the rosary. And I think she's probably the one... Her faith probably influenced me. Now, later, I would say I met good priests and seminarians, and that they also influenced me in a good way. And I went through Catholic school, so I had a good, edu good Catholic education, both in grade school and high school. So I'd say those various things. But most importantly, of course, it was our Lord Jesus himself, because it was in prayer that I really discerned the calling. So who influenced, influenced me the most? I'd say uh, our Lord. But uh, as far as human persons, it would probably be 
my grandmother and uh, and my mother too, who was also very devout, and then priests and seminarians. Yeah, thanks for that question. I wanted to ask you, Bryn, how at, at Bishop Dwenger, do you hear a lot about like? Because in high school, that's such an important time to discern your vocation. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about the priesthood, but is there much talk about like discerning marriage or discerning religious life, like being a sister or being a priest? Is there like a culture of vocations at Dwanger, would you say? Yeah, I mean, our theology just talk a lot about uh, what God calls us to and how to reach that call and find out. We had like some sisters and brothers come in and talk to us about how they found their vocation and like what we should look for. So I know that kind of like helps a lot of my, even like my friends that I knew, they like, they're like, well, maybe now I think I should go in there and like maybe try it. And so, I mean, yeah, they, we talk about it a lot and. Good. Yeah. You know, I know there's a course taught at Bishop Dwenger, um, but I don't think you've had it because I think it's only for seniors. Yeah and only girls can take it. It's a course on the vocation and dignity of women. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, Miss yeah. Hayes teaches it, and I'm really excited to take it when I'm a senior, so. Yeah, every year I visit that class. It's yeah. really wonderful, and Miss Hayes is a consecrated virgin, so it's not an easy class either. I mean, there's a lot of work, a lot of reading, but all the young women I've spoken to have really been, uh, it's really been very impactful and influential in their life, yeah. You know, I always think it's important that all of our high schools have a culture of vocations where young people are, are helped to, to see that God has a plan for their life, and it's up to them to figure out what that plan is. And what was really neat this year is four of the five young men that I ordained to the priesthood at the beginning of June were graduates of Bishop Dwenger, and the same class, yeah. the class of 2009. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Thank you, Bryn. All right, Jacob. If you could uh, teach any college course, what would it be? I don't even have to think about that history. Probably, well, and to narrow it down, I love history. And I think I've said that on this program before. And I'd probably say American history because that's probably what I would know the best. Although I like all history, really. And I like church history, too. So, you know, I did teach in the seminary for just two years. And then when I was rector of the seminary, I just taught one course each semester. I love teaching. You always have to be on your toes. You always have to keep up with what's happening. And But history was has always been my favorite subject. Do you like history? Uh, You're more a science and math guy. Yeah, that's, that's more where I lean. Um, it's fun to learn about, though. I mean, like, I took a class in high school that I kind of liked, but, yeah, I wasn't nearly as good as it, good at it as I was at math and science. So Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how different people have the different, you know. Like, I did fine. I did well in math and science, but it wasn't my favorite. And I also, you know, I liked English literature and things like that, more on the humanities side of things. So thanks. Thanks a lot, Jacob. What did you teach at the seminary? Theology uh-huh. and, and some canon law. I taught a course in theology on the Eucharist and a course on holy orders. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sebastian. Is there anything you can tell me? Do we not be nervous about the precious blood? Oh, okay. You know, when you go to Holy Communion, 
you don't have to receive the precious blood. You can just receive the host, the body of Christ, because that's Christ is totally there. But if you decide that you can receive the precious blood, that you would like to, you shouldn't be nervous. All you have to do is be careful that you use both your hands to receive the chalice so you don't spill it, and then you just take a little sip. But you know it would be good when your, your class will probably practice that so that you're comfortable receiving from the chalice. But remember, you don't have to. If you feel like, well, I just want to receive uh, the body of Christ, the host, until you get a little older, then you could, that's up to you. Does that make you feel better? Good. Okay. Can you tell me any funny things that happened while going to confession? Oh, funny things while going, yes. I'll tell you one thing that was funny. I was, <laughs> I was traveling, and I was a, a student, and I wanted to go to confession. And it was somewhere in Italy. And um, when I went, I had just gotten to Italy, so I hardly knew any Italian. So I went to confession, but the priest didn't know English. <laughs> and I didn't know Italian at that point. So you can imagine how to go to confession when neither of you can understand each other. <laughs> and I knew some Spanish, which sounds a little bit like Italian, and I knew Latin. So I was using Latin words, Spanish words, English, which he didn't understand any English. He kind of understood some of the Latin. Then he was saying things to me that I didn't know what he was saying. So we ended up, it was like we were making... Uh, using our hands to describe, I was using my hands to describe the sins I committed, and he was giving me a penance. It was very confusing confession, <laughs> and it was very long as we tr I tried to communicate, but it worked. Uh -huh. But I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, our next question comes from Ellen. What is the hardest thing you have to do as bishop? Oh, wow. That's a good question, Ellen. The hardest thing, you know, I think probably when I have to give correction to, to a priest, perhaps, or when there's a conflict between people or someone who's angry at the church, first of all, to be patient, but when there's a conflict to mediate the conflict, to try to get people to make peace with each other and to get along. That is part of the job of a bishop because whenever there's problems like that, you know, where do people turn to get a solution? They'll call the bishop or write a letter to the bishop. Sometimes people aren't happy with their priest or sometimes people are upset about some teaching of the church and somehow, you know, I have to patiently teach them or even correct them. I think that's the hardest part of being a bishop. Yeah. All right. Well, you can ask your questions by going to RedeemerRadio.com slash AskBishop. You can call or text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. And we have more questions from our young people and a couple of surprises coming up on our one-year anniversary episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. 
Welcome back to Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman, and we've got four guests here today on our one-year anniversary episode of Truth and Charity. We've got some young people from all across the diocese. And our next question comes from, going to be in second grade, Sebastian. Have you ever ridden a tractor before? Have I ever ridden a tractor? Yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know, we have a lot of farms, farmers here in our diocese. And I visited one of our parishes where there's a lot of farmers, St. Louis Bizanson. Uh-huh. And they took me out on a big tractor and I got to ride through. I was amazed. It was so much fun. And how they were able to harvest the crops so fast and so much. Have you ever been on a tractor? A lot. Oh, do you live on a farm, Sebastian? Well, no. No? But I have friends that live on a farm. Oh, so you visit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And do they have farm animals too? Yeah, they have pigs. Oh. <laughs> Smelly. Bad, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, last year, do you ever go to one of those, what do they call them when they have it? Oh, county fairs. Uh-huh. I went to Elkhart County Fair last summer. <laughs> it was amazing how many people were there. And they had all these different areas with all these different animals. And I really enjoyed it till I got to this big building that had the pigs. <laughs> and I went in. I couldn't. I was gagging. The smell was so bad. I had to get out quick. <laughs> all do right. You, so do you like pigs, Sebastian? No, not at all. Do you like bacon? Mm, kind of. That's where it comes from, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Good. Thanks for that question. All right. Ellen? Do you think you might want to be a farmer when you grow up? Yep. He said yep. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing to do in your job as bishop? Oh, Ellen, I, I enjoy being bishop a lot, but I'd say really ordaining. Celebrating the sacrament of holy orders, it brings so much joy to be God's instrument and in uh, in making new priests um, or new deacons, for that matter, there's so many things I enjoy. I enjoy being out in the parishes, celebrating all the sacraments. But I would say ordination is definitely on the top of my list. Have you ever been to an ordination? Um, yes, I think so. Okay, it's always beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. Thank you, Ellen. Mm-hmm. All right, and Jacob, what is your favorite band? Oh, my goodness. I'm so out of touch, Jacob. I would say I'd have to go back. You know, I remember when I was a kid, like in the Beatles. You know what I remember in college? U2. I liked U2 as a band. But really, like, if, I won't even know who the popular bands are today, I don't think. Who's your f- favorite band? Uh, I go back and forth. So I really like Mumford & Sons, and I really like the Lumineers. So both of those are newer bands, but... Yeah, yeah, never heard of either. <laughs> are they like local or are they national or international? Uh, yeah, they're like international at this point. Yeah, they're both uh, pretty big. So, Oh, well, you know, maybe afterwards you can let me listen to something so I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure thing. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, and our last question comes from Bryn. Uh, what things were you doing when you were my age? Oh, how old are you now? Fifteen. Fifteen. Well, you know what I was doing this summer when I was 15? I was working, also, I had a summer job. I was working at McDonald's. <laughs> you know what? Did, did you ever work at any fast food place? No. 
well, you know what? I got bored after like the first two weeks. It was hard, but <laughs> um, but that was my first summer job. But you mean like other than that, I would, you know what I used to do a lot uh, in the summer? I'd go swimming a lot, uh, practically every day uh, with friends. I would go uh, swimming practically every day. Yeah, <laughs> Sebastian said he would go every day too. Because uh, I didn't but during the school year, I was involved in so many things. Like I was, I was one of the really active kids, so I was involved in a lot of stuff. But in the summer, it was summer job, going swimming, maybe playing some tennis, um, things like that. What do you do for fun? Uh, well, I play tennis, but I also go to the pool with my friends a lot. I okay. hang out with them, and uh, I don't know. We go shopping. We do whatever we want to do. It's I don't know. We like that. So. Well, we're very similar, except I didn't go shopping. <laughs> uh, all thank right. you. Well, we want to thank all of our students for coming, bringing a snack, bringing some questions, having some fun on this one-year anniversary episode. And I believe, Bishop, you have a, yeah. a special surprise. Yeah, I have a little gift for you. I don't know if you all have a scapular, but I've been wearing a scapular since I was a seminarian. And I learned to wear a scapular because... Um, Pope John Paul, who I admired so much, talked about, and he always wore the scapular. So I started wearing it, and I've been wearing it ever since. So I don't know, maybe you have them, but I'd like to bless a few scapulars to give you. Well, after we're off the air, I'll do the enrollment where I put it on each of you, but that's hard to do when we're on the air. So I'll, I'll just do the blessing while we're on the air. Okay. Um, but you know why I like wearing a scapular of Our Lady? Because it always reminds me that... The Blessed Mother is at our side to give us her love and to lead us, lead us to her son and that she's always prays for us. We can turn to her and we're under her protection. So that's uh, one of the reasons that it's nice to wear the scapular. Let me find the blessing here and I'll bless them. And then, as I said afterwards, I'll, I'll enroll each of them. Okay. And the scapular is, it represents the habit of... The Carmelites. Carmelites, right, right. There's different scapulars, um, but the most famous and the most popular is the scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And that's the one, it's called the brown scapular, because mm -hmm. it's brown. And that's what I'm going to give to our, our young people here today. Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. O God, the author and perfecter of all holiness, you call all who are reborn of water and the Holy Spirit to the fullness of the Christian life and the perfection of charity. Look with kindness on those who devoutly receive these scapulars in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary. As long as they live, let them become sharers in the image of Christ your Son. And after they have fulfilled their mission on earth, with the help of Mary, the Virgin Mother, receive them into the joy of your heavenly home. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And maybe I'll do the one enrollment. How about if Ellen comes forward so that the listeners can hear, but I won't okay. repeat it. I'll do the others afterwards. Ellen, receive this scapular as the sign of your acceptance into the confraternity of the religious family of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, the Carmelites, which are dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Live in such a way 
that with the help of the Mother of God, you may more and more put on Christ, who redeemed us by his blood, for the glory of the Trinity, and for the service of the church and of your neighbor. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for that, Bishop. Have you ever been enrolled, Kyle? I think when I was in grade school. Oh, okay. We did it. Okay. Yeah. But I've kind of gotten out of the habit. Well, I, um, I brought an extra one, so I'll, I'll do, give you one, too. Great. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And in addition to this, we actually have a surprise for you, Bishop, to celebrate one-year anniversary. We want to thank you for giving time out of your busy schedule to, to spend with us, to answer our questions, and to, to have conversations about what's going on, uh, but also as a celebration of your 35 years as a priest and your dedication to the church, uh, we want to thank you, and Miriam has gotten a little oh, cake here. Oh my goodness, look at that, red, white, and blue, and Popeye, <laughs> happy, thank you. You're welcome. Oh my goodness, did you see Popeye? Did you, you said Popeye was, was my was favorite, your cartoon favorite cartoon growing up. That's why Miriam did that. Oh, well, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. And then we'll all share it after the show? Yeah. Oh, good. Thanks. All right. Any closing remarks? Any thoughts about a year of truth and charity? You know, I've really enjoyed it, Kyle. This has been good. very, it's been a lot of fun. It's a great way to communicate with people throughout the diocese. And I know there's even people who aren't Catholic who listen to it. And I think it's it's just a wonderful way to talk about our faith. Really, it help, helps me to, when I get questions from people, to learn what's on people's minds, mm. um, which is good for me to know. Uh-huh. And you've been a great interviewer, oh. you know, so well, I you. feel really comfortable. It's like we're just sitting at home having a chat you yeah. know it doesn't even feel like it's uh, it's work it's it's kind of just enjoyable so yeah thank you to redeemer radio for having me come on and, and do this show you know sometimes some of the questions are a little challenging which gets me thinking and mm-hmm. that's good gets me you know having to study a little bit sometimes <laughs> to make sure i i answer correctly but also it's always a joy to share the faith you know the faith that that is so precious to us and and hopefully listeners really the the end result um are drawn closer to Christ and to his church. I mean, that's what it's all about. And that's one part of my vocation as a bishop in spreading the faith and teaching the gospel and teaching the truth of our faith. So this is a great way to do it. And I'm grateful to Redeemer Radio for its mission. And I know a lot of people, the staff and also volunteers work so hard. And I know how much so many people in our diocese appreciate Redeemer Radio. So may God bless all of you, continue to bless all of you. And I look forward to another year of Truth and Charity. Me too. And we're very grateful for all that you do for not just Redeemer Radio and the listeners, but all the people in the diocese and really across the world. You're so involved with so many things uh, nationally and internationally. We appreciate all that you do and and we thank you for that. So, uh, could we get your Episcopal blessing before we go? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop. You're welcome, Kyle. Join us next week for another all-new episode of Truth in Charity with Bishop Rhodes. Brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Okay. 
time for olives and cheese. Okay. Yes, this is the eat break. <laughs> you wanna you wanna offer them to everybody else? Go around and offer your marshmallows, see if anybody wants one. Okay. Olives and marshmallows. Olives and mar that's a good combination. Meal of champion. You wanna try an olive special? Mmm, that's one. I think you need more sugar to get more wound up. <laughs> I'm good for right now, thank you. Smash and think about what question you want to ask next, okay? And you, you need to take it easy on the marshmallows. All right, everybody ready? Ready? Okay. Ready, Bishop? <laughs> Sorry. That's so good, I couldn't resist. Oh, you have some questions for me. I have questions for you. I'm ready.